There's one literally right of me. There's literally one left of me. And there's one across the street from me. And, and they all have closed down. Wow. And, and, and one of them across the street has been in the community for two decades, you know, several decades. Right. You right. Know, and, and, and they closed down. Okay. So, so, you know, that puts us in a position of, uh, of a, a market share. That's why the schools that have survived are thriving. For over 260 episodes, Dwayne Brummett and Ali Albarigo have been sharing how to take your martial arts school to the next level. Welcome to another edition of SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Now here's your host, Dwayne and Ali. Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Albarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Great to be with you, Ali. Yes, absolutely, Dwayne. Another week, episode 275. 275. Can you imagine? Yeah, I can imagine. I don't have to. I've been here for all of them. Yeah, exactly. That's the truth. So we're here with a, a very, very, very special guest. It's the second time we've actually interviewed um, Master Park on our show. And uh, it was Wait, well, let's get it right. Let's get it right. It's Grandmaster Parks, okay? That's true. That's he doesn't, true. He doesn't uh, correct us when we mess that up, but... It is Grandmaster Parks. That's right. So can I call you just Grandmaster? <laughs> you, you know what? Um, you, you know, the, the, the word Grandmaster in in Korean is called Hwan Jangnim. Can you have one second? I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> That's what happens when you got live no, stuff hey. going on. <laughs> it's the people. Yeah, <laughs> sorry yeah. guys. One of my staff started vacuuming. I was like, no, no, yeah. no. That's um, so going back, you know, the word grandmaster, you know, translated in Korean is called Kwan Jangnim, and and, and the, the 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 word Kwan stands for federation, and Jang is head. So you know, it, it, it translated is is Kwan Jang is the head of the organization. Right. So Kwan Jangnim. <laughs> And of course, that's the, the 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 formal title. So so the, so translate is grandmaster, but it seems like in the the English word, you know, it's literally like, you know, if you say grandmaster, people are like grandmaster, right, okay. right, right. Not just a, okay, so he's a master, but not just a grand. So right. it seems like a very very um, egocentric sure. type of a word. Okay, and, and 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 I think um, um, it, it's mistakenly understood, right? You know, because the, the definition and also it, it's it's a it's a it's an earned title um, when you're in head of an organization, and also in the Taekwondo world, you know, when you reach seventh dan, right? You know, just just like Shihan, yeah. you know, and 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 so you know, so Quan Jang is translated in that, but. Translation is it comes out to grandmaster, and um, you know sometimes it can be misunderstood because I, I know I I've heard that he calls himself grandmaster. Right, right, grandmaster right. Part. What is this? What is this grandmaster thing like? <laughs> you know? know. So sometimes like listen, you know I didn't say okay today I'm a grandmaster. Right, <laughs> and there you go. 
I know, isn't it interesting in how the translations in English sometimes do sound more egotistical than they're meant to be? Like even in Japan, the, the, you're, if you call someone a sensei, even if their title is a grandmaster, let's say, a sensei is perfect. You call them a sensei, that's one of the most respectful terms you can ever call someone, you know, and, and uh, just don't call them by their first name when they're your teacher, right, in Japan. Right, yeah, yes, that's but, very... uh, that's that's really just sensei is a very respectful term. It's a very revered term. You're, that means you're one of their teachers. That's a great thing. And don't call them late for dinner. <laughs> you know, I, you know, and also, um, I think you know, we did. If we really study the traditions of martial arts, any style, there's always been a um, a ranking hierarchy. You know, system. Right. And, and you know that's what makes you know martial arts unique. And I think that's something that we need to, um, you know, remind uh, the industry, say, hey, listen, you know, because, you know, a lot of people don't like to be egocentric and nobody really likes egocentric people. Right. But, you know, but we are in a very, um, to somewhat degree, you know, a, a very prideful industry being a right. martial artist because yeah. there is a ranking and a hierarchy system. But I think we need to embrace that rather than, looking at it as a, a eagle infested title mo mongol you know, right, right, and, yeah. you know and and understand i know there's a you know also we do have a reputation among ourselves say oh he gave himself this self-acclaimed title oh he's you know so i know there's you know a lot of that but there is a formal infrastructure of the title and the hierarchy in the Eastern culture in yeah. the martial arts world. And you know what, the same thing here also, we see it a lot, not, not see it a lot, it's, it's, in, it's integrated in the military system. You know what though, I, I like the way we're, we're, we're going with this because I, you know, I'm a very traditional martial artist, you're a very traditional martial artist, and even though there's a separation. Dwayne too is a traditional martial artist. I, I just know. thought you were purposely leaving me out. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I find that it's it's quite interesting at how people will equate, you know, tradition with, you know, you know, uh, some sort of dogma or, you know, way it has to be like some mental discipline. But tradition is is important because that's how I I was I loved my teacher. Like I literally revered my teacher from Japan and my teachers from the United States. But I was taught how to really treat them. You know, and and it made my martial art knowledge much deeper. Like, what do you feel about that? Like, you in your school, very everyone I, is very traditional, right? They're bowing, they're respectful, they're following the Korean traditions. Correct? Is that correct? Right. And, and bowing too. That's you know, we 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 educate our students because um, bowing in the Western culture, from my personal opinion experience, it seems like it's a very submissive um act. Right. Submiss submissive physical act of, you know, like, I'm not worthy, you know, but, yeah, yeah. It, you know, a bowing is a very part of martial arts because, you know, m martial arts came from the Eastern culture and the Eastern culture, there is a certain set of physical way of showing yeah. uh, formality and respect. So, you know, we, we educate our students say, listen, when you bow, you're not bowing to me. You know, bowing is a symbolic gesture of respect. And may you understand that every time you bow how important respect is 
in right. our lives. Okay. So every time you bow, it's you're not bowing towards you. It's, 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 remember, it's a reminder of respect. Right. And, and and it's something that <laughs> when you also bow, it, it is an active gesture of not only remind yourself in forms of respect, but you you embrace respect. Right. By bowing it, but it, it's a it's a it's a physical gesture. So it's it's very deep. You know, the right. bowing is a very deep form of formality, physical gesture. Okay. I, and, I, I, I love that. You know, interestingly enough that when I tell my students, like, and by the way, you could tell them why it's important and how to do it and they could mimic what you do. But you, you probably realize this too. When you bow to an elder, someone that you really love, that you revere as your teacher, you feel it in your heart, you know, your bow. When I would see my teacher for the first time after getting off the plane in Japan, it's almost like your loved one. You want to embrace them with a hug, but you put that into the bow and you show it all in the way you bow. Just like if someone shows your hand and just kind of flipped you off you know like and didn't really give you a good look in the eyes and a good solid right, right. yeah 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 we feel exactly. cheated don't we, right so that's much better in the united states that we could teach our kids and parents i think this have to teach their children that they should revere their teachers because nowadays we we tend to want to bring icons down we want to destroy people that are successful we want to make them you know, we i don't know why we do it in our culture we're always bringing down you know the rich the famous the ones who work super hard to be where they are it almost seems like it's a trend is to knock them off of their pedestal and bring you, you, you know what it is because they only see a certain part of right. them you know i it, i mean a lot of it also do with you know social media you know social mm -hmm. media is a big stage of show off it's right. not a, it's, it's not real you yeah. know i mean you know they don't realize the fact um you know um growing up you know you lived in karate schools right you know you 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 um you know it, you know the the, you, the the road that if, if you rewind their clock and stuff you probably have a lot more respect for them rather than hating on them because they oh, have yeah. you know i i mean you know I, I mean you know part of success is not about material position but it's it's a sense of pride so, right you know sense of you know it it, it it may be something that you were you know when you didn't have success you know it, it may be that person that you always say wow you know i remember that that riding that porsche with that individual and i remember him wearing that rolex and just you know how i like just you know sometimes there's an emotional attachment to the things that we you know wow. do and and people don't understand that when they don't understand that they're like oh look at him driving around in a fancy porsche look at him wearing the rolex you, you know what i mean it's yeah it's, but know, they don't say that they don't say that to uh you know no offense to rap but they don't say that to the rappers that are holding the gold chains and driving the the, the cars with the sexy chicks on their on their you know on their arm and you know they're like oh that's you know they're emulating that that i want to be that i want to have that money i want to have that fame i want to have that whatever uh, that's okay right yeah. <laughs> I, I think though i think though and it's this not is just rappers i mean you could but no, no, like, like, i think that the hollywood version the celebrity type of thing people want to emulate and look and strive to be rich and famous like them but i don't think like i don't think the family parents these days are saying, you know, like, I'll give you an example. I have two students that hadn't trained in a while. They came back and they're Indian. 
And I remember when they were little, they both got their black belts, but their dad, every Saturday morning would bring myself and my junior instructor breakfast. And that culturally, you bring those things to your to senseis to say thank you. And here, I brought you breakfast. That's just what you do. And I always, that's very Japanese. You know, you, when I would go to Japan, I'd bring my teacher presents, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, why would you buy him breakfast? He, he makes a lot of money. Or why would you buy him breakfast? You know, he can afford it. You know, I, I just had someone get mad at me because we did a little fundraiser to get some outside Buddhas from my dojo. And like, why should we chip in money to pay for your school to renovate it? You, you make money. But that was like one or two people said that when the others were just happy to do it. You know, so it's a different mindset these days, right, where we don't revere as much as we should. So what did we get? We have, can you explain how to comment and be live? Because I keep trying to find the stream. He just did, though. Did it come up, Twain? Right? We got the comment. Yeah, he's good. David's good. Yeah, David, it worked. You did it. So whatever you were trying, it works. So keep it going. <laughs> Let's jump into some technical stuff. So, um, Dwayne, do you have a good question that you'd like to ask, right, to start it off as far as like the business side or the? Well, the let's, let's first kind of set the stage. You know, this is Grandmaster Chung Parks, and he's in charge of, uh, you know, Parks Taekwondo. Uh, I would say most of your schools are in Florida, if not all of them, correct, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. And so how many schools do you have? Um, we working on our sixth and seventh location. Okay. All right. Sixth and seventh so location. Uh, I mean, I've been in martial arts. Actually, this June will be my birthday and uh, I'll be celebrating my 50 years in wow. martial arts. And um, um, I'll be 53 years old. I know I don't look like it, the Botox and the fillers, you know, this we're in South Florida, so you know. <laughs> they do each other. But um um, you know, I've I've had the the blessings of experience of um being a martial artist all my life and practically being raised in a martial arts school by my late father, Grandmaster Jungsu Park, and um and also being exposed to being in a martial arts school and running the martial arts school is just—it was just one of those, you know, family tribe thing. It was just, just—it was just always part of. It. I di I didn't know, you know, any better. I didn't know any right. better, you know. Right. And um, of course, you know, we grew up struggling. And after high school, I didn't want to do martial arts at all because <laughs> we grew up so poor. Yeah. And then um, I was sent to. My uncle, Grandmaster Won Gi Hong, and and that's my it was my late mother's younger brother, and he was also very close friends with the late Grandmaster Junri, and you know as you know Grandmaster Junri was yeah. not just a pioneer of, of the martial arts and especially Taekwondo, but he's also you know pioneer in the establishing the business system, okay, with the late. Uh, Mr. Nick Kokinas of EFC. Yep. You know, so those were. So I was ex once I was, I was exposed to that, and, and everything was you know pretty much you know history, you know. But um, you know I, I you know I, I'd like to you know just jump in and you know give all the viewers you know all all the meat, and um, you know why don't we talk about the current status of our industry and how it's yeah. been impacted by the in, by this pandemic? Yeah, let's do that. You know, it's, I, um, you know, this, this pandemic, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's, you know, we're part of a historical humanity, humanity, his history, 
you know, and um, I mean, this turned our world upside down. It, it you know, when this happened, it, it was, I mean, I, I can't even describe the feeling, you know, um, I mean, you want to talk about the unexpected, the unpredicted, something that you would have never imagined in a modern day world with the technology and the advancement in modern medicine that we have that a, a, a virus from a small, re from a region of a country, from a one person that just affected globally and um, everything that we built and worked so hard for was um, literally being stripped from our feet and the unknown and shutting our world down. I mean, that, that was a very scary moment. And yeah, even yeah. though it's just slightly been over a year, it feels like it's been like 10 years. It feels like this pandemic has <laughs> is lasting, you know, forever. And, and, and it's still around and um, it doesn't, even though we have a vaccine, but it doesn't look like the virus is going to go away. If anything, it has mutated into different, you know, strands. So, um, you know, this virus is part of our life now. You know, how we adapt to it and handle it is going to dictate our way of life. And that has really changed our culture. It, it's changed our world. And as martial artists, we have to look at this as an opportunity to really make the true impact that we were positioned for, that we, we trained all of our lives for. Unfortunately, this pandemic has also decimated a lot of small business owners, business owners, including people in our industry. You know, yeah. we saw 30% of our industry just disappeared literally overnight. You know, I mean, some of these schools have been in the community for decades. And some of these schools, maybe, you know, 50, 60, 70 student martial arts school, but that's 50, 60 families that was being impacted, being exposed to martial arts. And now that's 50, 60 people, families that are no longer benefiting from what we are doing. And, and if you, if you scale that into thousands, that's, that's a lot of families that's no longer are part of our, you know, industry. So, I mean, there's a yin yang to everything. You know, the other flip side of it is, um, I mean, you know, there are a lot of questionable schools that is questionable of being around, you know, and those schools all been shaken out yeah. and um, schools with a, that have not prepared for stormy for the storm unexpected storm like this and did not have a, a proper strong model also you know got shaken out which basically you know leaves the 70 percent of the industry in a very important position to to be the forefront leaders of the martial arts and, and Take that responsible. Take that responsibility serious, and, and 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 get the get out of the passion project mindset 
and keep that as your core, but you know, build on that. Because what good is having a foundation that you're not building upon? And I, I think that's one, one of the biggest challenges in our industry. You know, we're, we're, we're one of the very few businesses that's driven by something a lot of businesses, industries don't have, which is, which is passion. Sure. You know, I mean, I mean, passion and love, you know, those are things people search lifetime for. I, 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 I know people, some of my friends that what they do, they make a ton of money, but they don't have passion right, and right. love for what they do. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're motivated and driven strictly by monetary value, you know, and, you know, we live in a world you know, mo these monetary values can get you a lot of things, you know, a, you know, multi-million dollar home, you know, supercars, you know, freedom to travel, this and that, but there's always something missing. Right. You know, we, we know, and we, sh we should be very, very um, happy and grateful and be reminded that, that we're passionate people and we love what we do. And since we are passionate and love what we do, and because it's pandemic, we should be more responsible of that passion and that love. There's a yeah. responsibility that comes with that. And I, yeah. I hope this pandemic has made the industry realize that because that, that foundation is God given. Okay. But you have to build on that foundation and building yeah. on that foundation is understanding that you have to run your school in the utmost professional manner that you're running a business. And, yeah. and when you run a business, whether it be martial arts, bakery, a mechanic shop, there are standard rules of SLP, standing operating procedure that we have to learn. Right. And, and I hope um, people really understand this. Martial art school owners really understand this and, and, and start taking steps to migrate to that area so you continue to thrive because you survive. Okay. Right. I mean, if your school's open, you have survived. Right. I mean, dude, you're halfway there. I mean, yeah. you're, you're halfway there. Now you have to thrive. And that thriving part is scientific. What do I mean by scientific? There is a proven methodology of ways to operate your school to be successful. Okay. Right. And the odds of you succeeding now is greater than ever because of the fact lot, you know, our industry have been decimated. Right. Okay. So that puts us in a, a position of better market share. Okay. I, I mean, listen, here at the headquarters school here in Coral Springs, when I say literally, I can take a rock and throw it and it'll hit the other schools. There's one literally right of me. There's literally one left of me. And there's one across the street from me. And, and they all have closed down. Wow. And, and, and one of them across the street has been in the community for two decades. You know, several decades. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and and they closed down. Okay. So so you know that puts us in a position 
of, uh, of a uh, market share. That's why the schools that have survived are thriving, right? You know, one of the blessings that we have, you know, um, that, 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 you know, being the CEO of Spark, we, we're able to read data. You know, we're able to read data and numbers don't lie. One plus one equals two. There's nothing to contest that, period. Even, right. the, new math, even the new math? <laughs> one plus one does not equal zero. <laughs> so, so studying this data, and even in my schools, because we're very statistically driven, you know, organization, we, we, we live and buy, we live and die by the stats. And doing the comparison stats, I mean, it's, it, it's incredible. Okay. I mean, the, the, I mean, March, March, we, um, God, we had record, record, record March than, than last year. Okay. I mean, last year was your, your school or all schools in general? My schools, but also in general, right. all across, it, it's rising. You know, right. you know the, well, the, we doing a stat study, it, it's, it's rising. We you know, signed up 32 students last month. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we, we, uh, not 32, excuse me, 20, 23. What was, what was it? I told you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was 32. 32. Yeah. We signed up 32 students last month. It was crazy. Wow. That's, that's incredible. I mean, we, yeah, our March, I mean, we looked at the numbers. I mean, we, we were like, we're almost back where we were. Right. Actually, the the, the 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 martial arts part of it, because here at the headquarters school, we also have an um, after school program. We don't have that in all of our schools, but this is a you know ten thousand square foot building, uh, and we we decided to do that. And before the pandemic, we had almost about seventy students in after school program, which represented probably about twenty high twenty some odd percent of the gross income, and that's what's missing now. Right. Okay. Actually, we're almost halfway back. Last month, actually, we we our gross income went back up to where we normally do, you know, which is right around right around about an average. We do about about 70, 75,000 a month here at the headquarters school. And we, we were able to also do that with less students, right. less students. You know, before the pandemic, we're a little over 300 active students. Right now, we're a little over like close to like 230, 240. Right. You know, so things are quickly, right now, our beginners class and our intermediate class on average, they're about almost 40 students. We have two training floors here. So we have to now split the classes and we're gonna have to add more classes. So, so um, this is what we're experiencing, you know, here. Right. Okay, and, and and another area that I wanted to really address to everyone is um, you know, something happened that we cannot see, touch, or feel, which is the traffic in the World Wide Web. Yes. I mean, the traffic in the World Wide Web has exploded. And from what I understand, the traffic that is current was not supposed to happen until another decade. So it happened in 12 months. Right. Okay. And, and, and that is something that martial arts school owners need to take very serious. Right. They need to take very serious. And I know you guys offer 
digital marketing services, you know, and that that's that is that's a must. It, you know, I want to I want to um, help change a mindset of um, digital marketing is Chinese to a lot of um, school owners. Okay, <laughs> okay, it is to, it is to me to a certain degree. And um, but simply to put it like this, okay, back in the days before internet, my my father, okay, um, he always made it a point to renew that yellow pages ad. Remember that big thick book. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was about a dollar size ad, and I remember because it was expensive. Oh yeah, very. It was, it was like it was like six hundred dollars, five six hundred. It was expensive. Maybe and we're talking about this is several decades. Yeah, depending on the city. Okay, yeah. so depending on um, population that dictated it. So if my father before the modern, he was spending five to six hundred dollars a month. Now that yellow page doesn't exist. Well, the physically it doesn't exist, but right, what right. happened to the yellow pages? They went and got sucked into the internet. Right. So right. my question to you, as a school owner, is if internet never happened and that yellow pages still existed today, that same ad that my father would be paying at least double. Right. It, at least thousand bucks a month. Yeah. So my question to you is, as a martial arts school owner. Are you paying at least thousand dollars a month on ad cost? The right. answer is no. The answer is no. Okay. And to hire a a um a um an expert to do your digital marketing, okay, that's that's gonna run you in hundreds of dollars. Actually, like even paying five hundred dollars a month to a digital marketing expert to do done for you digital marketing. It's yeah. cheap. If yeah, you hire right. a digital marketing agency to do right. digital marketing for you, even thousand bucks is cheap. Right. So, so, so in my opinion, if you're not spending $2,000 a month as a school owner, which includes ad cost and compensating the expert to do to done for you, digital marketing, you, you're, you're, you're going to fall behind. Okay. Because, to, especially to a school owner, because you know we're struggling industry. Right. We're struggling industry. Two thousand dollars, like, well, two thousand. I don't even have two thousand dollars. Right. Well, you know what? I'm here to tell you that you can't. You can't. You can't. What's that say? You cannot you can afford, afford not to do it. You can't afford. It. Yeah, you can not afford not to spend right. two thousand dollars. Okay. I mean, because that two thousand dollars a month is the ROI. It's going to be incredible. Do you incredible. find this? I mean, well, but that's true. I agree with you on that. But if you don't have everything else dialed in, or at least the fact on how to in, uh, onboard somebody to actually enroll them and then keep them, you can spend all that money and it's a waste of time. So I believe that there are some schools that, one, their mindset, like you said, their mindset is uh, there's no way I would spend $2,000. I agree that needs to be corrected. Second to that, though, is there are schools, maybe with that same mindset, uh, that even if they spent the $2,000, it would still be a waste of time because they're, they're not going to even be able to enroll 50% of those people, let alone, you know, keep the, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the attrition down to 5% or 7% at, at minimum, which they should not be there anyways. It should be even lower than that, right? You know, what, you want to shoot for four, three, two, you know, that type thing. But 
so I agree with what you're saying, but I don't know that that's always just part of the problem. It, you know, there it's that they won't spend the money. It's also that even if they did spend the money, they're still going to end up worse. Oh yeah, oh, yeah I hear what you're saying. You, you, you got to have the basic business infrastructure to support that. There's there's no no there's no doubt. But um, I mean, you guys are digital market. You also know, yes, if 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 you don't have the budget, there's so many things that a school owner can do to have that presence in digital marketing. Yeah, you know, simple techniques like just make sure you post content. Right. Okay? I mean, and, and you know, create a theme where you are constantly educating your community, the culture of your school. Absolutely. Okay? You know, constantly put you know social proofing. This is Johnny. He came here as a very shy child. He just achieved his first belt. Look at that face of confidence. Right. You know, it's simple things like that. And get that yeah. mom to say, hey, how do you feel about yourself progress here at, you know, Abrigo Martial Arts? You know, yeah. um, oh, yeah, I mean, there's so many simple techniques that school owners can do that cost them, you know, zero, zero right. money. Yeah. Hey, Grand Grandmaster, I just want to comment to, to give another plug to Spark. Uh, this morning, every week, maybe a week and a half, I go through all my reviews from my classes and people give five-star reviews and write a comment down. I copy and paste them and say, look what parents had to say this week on my Facebook pages. So that's social proof. But I have it there because it's an automated system within Spark that they just get it every seven days or 10 days and they click well, on you set it up? our school. So even though that the internet's not seeing that, that's more internal for us, I then copy and paste it all and put it up on my social media. And, uh, and, and now that gets more people to want to comment as well. And then people see it and I go, look, we got 10 five-star reviews. They didn't leave a comment, but we got 10 five-star reviews this week on Spark and I'll post that. So it's super important for social media to really stay on top of the social aspect, not how your wife and you are fighting and not how you're mad at the politics and not because, <laughs> you know, there's so many people, do, do martial arts school owners that literally will spew toxic stuff to their client base. I'm, I'm amazed at what people post on their Facebook pages that hurt them. It's amazing, right? It's just yeah, shocking. Yeah, don't, don't post political and religious stuff. Yeah. Can I ask you a question yeah. though in, on that? On Dwayne, did you want to say something? I was going to say, I mean, I, I post religious stuff, but, uh, but that's my school. Right. You're a Christian based martial art. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not beating somebody over the head with the Bible, but you know, you know, you know where I stand. That's good. But it's so, always inspirational, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And you have a lot of people in your school that are from different faiths too. Even oh my God, yeah. Just, just uh, the other day, what was it? Monday, I met uh, a, a friend of mine. He, he brought his kids, his kids were one of my black belts and, and he was done like 12 years ago, but we've stayed friends. The dad and I have stayed friends and he's Jewish. And we went to, we went to lunch together and, you know, uh, I had said something to him and then we were talking about something. And of course he goes, uh, he, he uses Jesus's name as a curse word. Right. And, yeah. uh, and then, and then he kind of looks at me, I go, Hey, that's your deal. Not mine. You know, <laughs> so, but we have that relationship. Right. I mean, so as long as you are true to who you are, right. but you can't, you can't put information out there that is, um, confrontational. Well, that is confrontation. That isn't inspiring. Right. I mean, exactly. I don't think anybody would say that Jesus wasn't inspiring to a certain degree. Now, right. whether, they, whether they believe him or not is a whole different story. 
but yeah. there are some inspirational things about him that you that you you know as a a sane individual would have to say okay at least that is inspirational right Yo, you know, yes every religion is has a strong sense of inspiration you know and that's that's to be promoted you know because you know if anything we we need that more than ever right now we need that more than ever right now because of the pandemic has caused so much negativity stress worry fear you know it, you know people need that sense of inspiration yeah wherever it's coming from hey grandmaster i have a question so in general if you were to kind of um give a blanket statement of what you find in the industry do you find like you know, the, there's a top percentage of school owners that are doing it all and doing it well, right? But then the smaller, the, the smaller schools, do you find certain character traits that are they need that people need to break out of in order to be able to grow? Like, for example, oh, that'll never work in my area. That that price is way too expensive, or I would never pay for software. That's a waste of money. Like, do you find that you come across that while talking to people? as an owner of spark, you know, and, uh, you see that there's a certain mind shift that we need to get or a change of uh, attitude or thoughts. You know, the, the most, most difficult person to judge is yourself. Okay. You know, um, we don't look, you know, the, the most important traits of being a successful martial artist, it's the ability to self-analyze through humility and understand and identify and accept your weaknesses and be willing to do something about it. Because it, you know, w w the most powerful journey that a human being can take is a journey of self-discovery. You know, the journey of self-discovery is everlasting until we literally die you know the right. journey of self-discovery is what empowers you as an individual but if you don't have the mindset to discover your all aspects of yourself whether it be good bad the ugly then you cannot grow as a person i mean i am not the same person i was a year ago right you know i am not the same person i was 10 years ago yeah you know the ability to evolve and understand yourself is what makes you a a true leader right because you know you you accept all aspects of yourself and you're constantly evolving to improve right because um ability to analyze your past your current and your where you want to be future is a very difficult challenging to do because there's a saying truth hurts right, right? truth does hurt yeah you know what i mean true truth truth does hurt nobody want to hear their hears their flaws especially when someone else is you know pointing it out right you know and and, and, and it's and it's hard to you know it, it takes a lot of inner strength to admit to yourself your inabilities Right, your 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 uncapabilities, you know, uncapabilities, right. you know, and but you know, once you're able to do that, there are so many resources that you can turn to and make that. Up, uh, we we lost him, Dwayne. Up, oh, you're back. There you go. 
So once we understand that, you know, we're able to make the paradigm shift. The paradigm shift is what's going to really, really um, empower you to be a successful human being. Because the resources for a school owner to be successful is out there. Okay. It's not a secret. Right. Okay. It's really not a secret. Okay. Matter of fact, there's so much wealth of free knowledge out there too. But if you don't adjust yourself to read that language, then it's very difficult to open that book up and understand the contents. Right. So, so, you know, that, that's something, the best advice I can probably give. Okay. And, and yeah, that's, you, you said, you said a power phrase when we're talking like, oh, that won't work for my school. Right. Right. I mean, you're absolutely right. It, it won't work for your school. Right, you right, just right. said it won't work for your school. Right. You know what I mean? You know, when, when we say, oh, I can never do that. Oh, I, I don't want, you're, 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 you're setting up yourself for failure. I don't want to say failure, but you're setting up, you, you've already set up yourself not to be that. But the right. truth is, what do you really want to be? I mean, listen, if you're content and happy where you are and you really believe, hey, that's not for me, that's more power to you. Yeah. That's, that's good yeah. that it's not for you, okay? <laughs> then you don't have to worry. There's no changes to be made. Yeah. Okay, but, but if you're hiding behind that the statement, experience. that's really not for me, but in essence, deep inside, you really want that. Yeah. You know, but you're hiding behind it. says, well, that's, that's not, you know, it's a defense mechanism. Right. Because, you know, I mean, as human beings, we have a natural defense mechanism. But if you're using that as a defense mechanism behind the truth, you know, you got to really realize that. And, well, and, and getting people to realize that is the most difficult and most challenging task. Well, yeah, because that's the conversation that they're having in their head. It, it, I did a, a Facebook Live yesterday, and Allie, you saw it, but I talked, about, I talked about the law of the lid. <clears throat> and uh, Jonathan Maxwell, who's a, a leadership trainer, he, he, he coined the phrase the law of the lid, but he took the story from Zig Ziglar, who uh, uh, talks about training fleas. And there was a study that, uh, you know, how you train fleas is you put them in a jar, right? And then you, you put the cap on the jar, and then, you know, you got the fleas jumping up, and they're hitting the top of the jar well eventually that hurts and they go well anyways the study was you left the jar left the fleas in the jar for three days then you take the lid off and the fleas will not jump out of that jar because they've trained themselves to that that's as only as high as they can go so our circumstances in our life the people in our life the circumstances in our life we, we we've allowed them to tell us how far we can go it's only when we decide to jump out of that jar is that when we go, oh, okay, uh, I can go this far. Even if you do make a mistake or even if you do have a hard time or whatever it is, but right. it's that law of the lid that we need to overcome in order to push ourselves. And right out of the jar is the next growth for us. Right. And what we don't understand is when we jump out of that jar though, we're in another jar. Now that jar's lid might be a little bit higher, but we gotta learn how to jump out of that one as well and so on and so forth if that kind of makes sense that, yeah. yeah that's that's very powerful because um um one of the most important ways to really make that paradigm shift 
you you have to be you have to be in real um, close touch to your pain. Right. Okay. The pains surfaces and it gets our attention. Okay. And it gets our attention to a point, you know, I got to do something about it. It's, it's, it's kind of like, like it, it, it's kind of like our health. Okay. Like, like for example, um, you know, I, I have, my, my knees are starting to deteriorate and, and the pain of that comes up every now and then. And I say to myself, I gotta, I gotta go get, I gotta go get this attention. I gotta go see my orthopedic friend. Okay. And, 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 and get attention. Okay. I, boom, that comes up. And then, get busy whatever it goes down so it disappears so we forget about it and then but sooner or later something will happen i'll feel that pain again it'll come up and i'll say god i got it and after a while i that i gotta i gotta becomes subconscious and it, it, it you know how long i've been saying i gotta get my knees checked out <laughs> right <laughs> it, it's been it, it, it's it's and then it's got to get to a point you know, something bad happens, my, my, like my knee pops out and then I have to like, can't walk. And then, and then I'm forced to get that attention. You know what well, I mean? Right. And you don't want to, you don't want to put yourself in that position. Right. Like every time that pain arises, you know what? I got to start, I, you know, you know what? I got to start using, a, I got to start using technology or I, you know what? I got to, I got to start, um, upgrade program okay you know what I, I gotta i gotta i gotta start doing um intros okay I, you know what i have to change my offer okay because whatever we're doing right now um there's a comfort and that comfort is something that we feel you know that, that little the pillow okay right, right. And, and but but the comfort is your enemy you have to yeah. realize that you know you're current comfort zone is the complacency that's holding you back no. well the pain is the indicator that something needs to be something needs to be taken care of and and we did a uh, last month we did a, a a book study or a book we, we were reading a book a month and then we're doing a podcast on it we just did uh, upstream and uh the concept of upstream is kind of like what you're talking about with regards to the fact that you identify what the problem is and then don't just solve the initial problem but why did that problem happen in the first place? So, you know, with regards to your knee, yeah, you need to go get that solved. But uh, why did this happen in the first place? And how can you prevent it from getting, you know, happening to you in, 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 any longer, just not, you know, solving the problem. But that's the, that's the same gauge that we need to use with regards to our business and our personal life and everything else. So from our, our business to our, our, our health and wellness to our relationships, you know, if, if you, and, uh, you and your wife have a fight, right and you continue to have that fight that should be that problem should be a gauge of what's what's causing those fights to happen and then how do you make sure that they don't happen anymore so you guys can get on the same page or talk the same language or whatever it is the same thing happens in your business when there's these problems that keep occurring over and over and over again those are indicators to for us to go okay let me see what the problem is don't just solve the problem right but how can we, you know, like don't solve, don't just solve the initial problem, but why did it happen in the first place so that it'll never happen again? You know what? Let, let's let, let's let's migrate into solutions. Okay. Let's migrate into solutions because sometimes 
you know, a lot of school owners, they realize the pain. They know they got to change, but they're stuck. They, they don't know what and they don't know how. Okay. Well, they don't, so, know, they don't know. Well, I was just so, doing, I've been, I've been trying to add that in the entire time. Um, Master Park, we say this quite often, and this is a military term, is you don't know what you don't know. So I, I'm sure you're going to go down that area right now, like when a school owner doesn't know what to look for. Or, but, but let me let you continue because I love where you're going with this. You, you know what? Let, let's, let's look at the modern day humanity. How has humanity really advanced through technology, okay? Um, medicine, through research. Okay, I, I mean, I think one of the reasons that we didn't experience the COVID, like the, 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 the was it the bubonic plague that killed yeah. like, like 20 million people, something like that, is yeah. because advancement in humanity, technology, science, modern medicine, and, and, and because of the technology, we were able to quickly you know, come up with the vaccine. I mean, if you rewind the current pandemic back when that plague happened, we it, it would a zero would be added to the death, the amount of people that died. You know right. what I'm talking about? Yeah. And 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 if you if you run the if you run the numbers, you know, only ten percent, you know, people die from what from the bubonic plague, right? And, yeah. and why only that? Because you know the 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 rapids, the spread of this virus is it was the same thing the way it spreaded the Black Plague back then, right? Like I mean, it spread just as quickly, just as fast, just impacted. Okay, and and it's because of technology. So there there are scientific um, evidence that we, as a martial arts school owner, can turn to to improve our well-being, okay? Right. And, and, that, and that's through, you know, technology. And technology is something that is also, especially in our industry, um, still somewhat Chinese to a lot of school owners, right, okay? Right. I mean, listen, even though as a CEO of Spark, <laughs> as a co-owner of Spark, I still have ways to go to learn <laughs> to platform, you know? But I think, um, understanding that we can use science, that we can use technology to better our current circumstances is a great place to start. Yeah, okay. and, you know, look, I, I, uh, I said this before we got on the call, but I said, you know, there was an, there, there, there's AD, there's BC, and now there's AS. So it's after Spark. I don't know what I would have done had I not had Spark during this pandemic. Absolutely. Um, and what I mean by that is, and I said this before we even got on, was I was spending a little over $500 to have all the software that I needed to do what Spark itself does. And, you know, now with Spark, everything is is housed inside of that. But what was really beneficial was um, how, how y'all pivoted and were allowing us to not only use Zoom, but use Zoom with Spark in a way that it was gonna track attendance, it was gonna send them the link. It was, I mean, there was just so many things that you guys busted your butt to help all of Reminders of, of uh, Zoom classes so that people were getting a notice 15 minutes early. It was just incredible. 
Yeah. And, and so like when Allie and, and Allie, you, you were on me because you were the one that first switched to Spark because I got you on the other softwares that I was using prior to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, 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 the thing I'm most thankful for is that one, you, you know, told me to get off my butt and switch. And when I looked at the costs that I was even, I, that I actually was going to save being on Spark. So over $500 of all that other stuff to down to 199 was like a no brainer with all the things that were involved. But to see you guys pivot and to continually make the software even better, like we would make recommendations. I know Ali has made recommendations. I've made recommendations. And then over a period of time, if they were worthy enough to, you know, put into Spark, they were put in. And I would say a lot of our recommendations have already been put in. Um, yeah. Even some unspoken ones that I just didn't have time or didn't think about putting in, right? I didn't get around to it, uh, you know, to do that. But I, I say all that because um, that's the key. Like I was just complimenting to one of my instructors last night. I said, it's funny, my program director is on Spark doing something and I'm on Spark communicating to somebody else while you're on Spark doing this to this other person. Like all of us are taking care of business. She's on the phone, but still using Spark. I'm texting somebody via Spark and he's e emailing somebody via Spark. It, it's just a game changer. All around, it's a game changer. So yeah. um, am I promoting Spark? Absolutely. Um, yeah. But what I, the, the very, the cool thing about it was, is it, it allowed us to pivot and, and be as a community, talk to one another and have support. I mean, Allie and I were there for one another, but inside of the Spark group, we're all talking. You guys had uh, webinars, you know, uh, like Facebook lives that you would do and say, hey, this is why we're pivoting. This is what we're doing. Uh, you helped the community so, so much during that time. And, and, you know, I'd like to say you didn't get paid any extra, but I think you did because you saved so many businesses. And I don't know what the percentage of people that you sparked have, have, have fallen off the wayside, but I would have ventured, you know, because of the pandemic, but I would venture to say, you know, if, if it's 5%, that's probably saying too much. I mean, you know what, um, when this pandemic pandemic happened, Master Ronson, I looked at you, goes, I goes, okay, we can, I guess we can forget about signing up schools for quite some time, but actually the crazy thing, it, it went the other way during yeah. the peak of the spark, Literally in 90 days, we signed up close to 300 new schools. Right. You know, you, you know, they quickly pivoted, which, which, which led to tell me that you know, you know what, our industry, to a certain degree, get it. They get it. They understand it. Yeah. And um, like I said earlier, I mean, if you're a school owner watching this right now, you have survived. Now, now you have to thrive. You have no choice. Yeah. That's that's the next direction. I mean, it's it's like it's like you're halfway there. You 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 lasted the most difficult, challenging marathon. You you're more than halfway there. Now you yeah. owe it to yourself to thrive. And if you don't know where to start, I'm not telling you start with Spark. Start with technology. If 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 you're not tech savvy, get familiar with technology. You know, I yeah. mean, technology has super <laughs> advanced humanity okay yeah. and it will i mean everything that we are seeing in jetsons is coming to life guys right, right, right. You know, it's crazy that we will watch this cartoon okay with all this space age technology it's all coming true yeah. it's just a matter of time before 
we don't drive anymore. Right. You know, maybe we won't see it, but my daughter will see it. No, I think you'll she'll see look it. back and say, Mom and Dad used to drive us to there and there. No, uh, you'll, you'll see it. You'll see it because my Tesla drives me all over the place. Exactly. You exactly. Know? It's amazing the technology that's out there. It's true. The only thing that I have to add in is I think that certain things with social media, the technology has brought humanity down because people are so vicious and cruel and negative and fake lives that they live. But I agree with you when it comes to medicine and the science and running your businesses. I mean, without it, I don't know what I would do. I, I communicate on a daily basis with 90% of my clients through push notifications and text messaging, all stuff that I couldn't do because I didn't have enough time to do it on the phone. You know, those people that you're talking about though, that are bringing society down through social media, I. I, I wish they wouldn't, but what it does for people that are authentic, that are true and that are real and that are positive, it just pushes us up even more. I think yeah, it makes us even more important. So, Absolutely. you know, I agree with you, but I think it actually helps us. You know, yeah. you know what? Um, there's two aspects to social media, business and personal, okay? As a, as a school owner, you need to focus on the business opportunity that can be harvested in social media. Far as social media on another level, you, you go to Netflix and watch a documentary called Social Dilemma. Yeah. It will be an eye opener. Right. Okay. Because you know, we, we we are in in very tech we are in a technology era where our culture is being impacted by social media. And if you watch this documentary, Social Dilemma, and really understand, because there, you know, I believe in the yin yang. There's a yin and a yang to everything. Right. Okay? There's good to bad everything. The good to social media is for small business owner, the ability to market themselves and generate tremendous amount of customer and revenue. The downside to social media, the other side on a personal level, right. it's, 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 it's almost like the devil. Right. Watch Social Dilemma. Okay, you heard it it'll be. A, you watched it? No, I heard it was great though. It, Everyone, it, it, it's, a, it's an eye opener. You know, yeah. and, and one of the, you know, one of the things latest I've been catching myself. You know, you know, half the life life is. Right, right, like this. Right here, yeah. And you know, my daughter will be three in two weeks, and recently I've come to a paradigm shift and say, Jesus, you know, my daughter is what growing up watching mom and dad probably about 75 percent of the time doing this yeah yeah so what is she gonna do okay and, and and one of the things social limit talks about is how kids under they learned it from mom and dad yeah so 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 you know i i think i think it's very important on on a um you know family level that that um you know controlling you know, screen time is something very, very important. But from a business point of view, we'll stick to that. Um, it's a priority. It's a must because there's yeah, a tremendous absolutely. amount of business opportunity and revenue that can be generated. Right, right now, I mean, listen. Be, before we heavily got into um, digital marketing, we, I mean, listen. There's only two ways to market. Okay, either you spend a ton of money, or you're gonna have to put in a lot of footwork. Guerrilla right. marketing. Okay. All right. And our industry is not the first. We don't have a ton of money to spend everywhere like these big corporations do. Okay. Right. Since you don't, before we used to freaking hit the pavement. 
When I say right. hit the pavement, I'm talking go VIP in our uniform, go teach at all the local schools, okay? Festivals, this and that. Now, because of pandemic, that's all been wiped out. There's only one source, which is digital marketing. And you know what? Um, thank goodness that, you know, we, we've had that opportunity to pivot to that area. And that is our main source of generating leads now. Okay. Right. It's, 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 it's through digital marketing, you know, and, 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 um, um, spark ignite pro website, you know, we changed over from, we changed over from market, market muscle. Okay. That was a kind of a, even, even as a, as a co-owner, that was a challenging thing to do because, you know, um, when you have something working, how, how do you transition? You know, so sometimes, sometimes that's a leap of faith that you got to take. Okay. Right. And, um, and the feedback I'm getting from my staff, they said it's, 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 it's less clicks and simple to the point. And we ran the numbers. We're generating more leads, you know, with the Ignite website than we were with market muscle. And this numbers don't lie. Like I said earlier, you know, so right. you got to have the right tools. You have the right tools in place to make it all work. And, and um, you know, I implore, I implore school owners, if, if you don't know where to start, what to do, you know, turn to technology. I'm not necessarily saying Spark, but turn to technology. That's a great starting point to really start improving and making a huge impact and making that paradigm shift in your business. Absolutely. And uh, we could probably, Dwayne, do another two interviews with you just to get, because I had a, about 30 questions I wanted to ask you that we didn't even get to. Well, we'll so ask you back at another time. Yeah, can we ask you back at in the future? Yes, of course. Yes, I'd, I'd be happy, happy to. Um, you know, there's a, yeah, I'd be happy to. You know, there's a question here from Facebook user. Right now, you know, lit is COVID and another that's lockdown. My, that's my How student from Bermuda, my school in Bermuda, Frank is the head instructor there and they're in lockdown now in COVID. So if you want to quickly answer that and then yes, we'll so How do you stay positive when everything going on is beyond your control? Who removes the lid? All we can do is jump and hit our heads. We can't remove it. You, you know what? Um, yes, it, it, it's, it's easy for me to talk because, you know, we've been very blessed because we're in Florida. Okay, and, and Florida was one of the very few geographical areas that, um, that in my opinion, we had a really strong leadership and you know, we, we didn't have as much lockdown. And, and, and because of the location of Florida, Florida's been discovered. Um, everybody's moving to Florida now. So, you know, we're in an area that's thriving, but if it was the other way around, like, you know, where, 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 you see certain parts of the world thriving and getting back somewhat, and, and, but you're going the opposite way. Yes, it, it can have a tremendous amount of um, negative impact, you know, and, and, and it's discouraging. And um, it's easy to say, oh, be positive this and that when you're in the ring getting your face punched in, you know what I mean? You know, and right, you're right. feeling that every punch, but at, but at the end of the day, you, you, you gotta be rocky. You know, you have a choice. You know, you, you have to be rocky because at the end of the day, we, we do, have, there, there is a choice. It, it's a difficult choice. It's easier to go with the environment choice rather than going the opposite way. But, but listen, as a martial artist, you know, you have a fiduciary duty to stay positive.
you know and I know whatever the restrictions that you are experiencing more on the downside, it's all it's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time before it's lifted. These restrictions not gonna be around forever. It's just right. a matter of time. Okay. Yeah. And 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 the um our, our leaders know that. You know, people who make the decision of those restrictions, they know, hey, this can't be forever. Right. So you know, you know, you know, just be patient. You know, be patient. Okay. Harder to convince students today when it's all is going on. Yes, it is. But work harder. Okay. You know, keep we're not, and and you know, have have that emotional connection. Yeah, I was gonna say communicate more uh, with them is is a big deal. And then you know, look, uh, we did some creative things. We uh, we had a core group of uh, friends of ours. You know, I had Ali in as a as a guest on Zoom, and we did a special ninjutsu seminar. And I had a friend of mine, uh, a former Navy SEAL, Kenny Bigby. He did a couple of different se seminars. A friend of ours, I should say, because um, you're the one that introduced me to Kenny. But and then I had other uh, other school owners that came in and did some special guest instructions that we would have never gotten had we not, you know, been inside. Yeah, COVID. I think I think Frank's uh, Frank is a. Uh, his biggest dilemma is that he never switched over to Zoom officially. And his students, too, um, they they used to come in on Wednesday nights and train with my school. Like, all they would do, they have the password, they'd sign in. And from Bermuda, as a group, they would train. Frank, my suggestion is uh, do it. Give them my password and information so that all of them can still continue to train at their homes. Um, you got you to gotta pivot. You got to pivot and communicate. I mean, you know, yeah. listen, talk on their heart. Say, listen, you know, I've been in the community for over so many years. I'm a small business owner. You know, I have three kids. I need your support. You know, you've been my student. I'm dedicated to you. Okay. And we're, we're going to be doing ABC and XYZ, one, two, three, four, five, six. Can I get your support? Right. Uh, you know, just, just tell them straight out. I love it. Well, Grandmaster, this was a great interview. I, I love it. It was more on my side, was more mental and spiritual and uplifting than just technical. And um, for me, that's amazing. Um, I just watched a new Steven Seagal movie called Attrition. It's a, it's a brand new one. And it had a very Kung Fu Japanese traditional vibe to it. And at the very end, he made a speech. Um, being that he owns the movie, I'm sure he could do whatever he wants. So he used to get edited out. But now the speech was about why traditional martial arts and martial arts in general are so valuable to our society these days. And um, it, the speech was like a 10 minute speech about how you need to revere your teachers and find someone who could be a mentor. And I thought it was quite amazing. Um, if you haven't seen it, it, check it out. You may like it or may not, but I thought that ending speech had a lot of value to it. So, um, we're going to have to close the interview up. We're already six minutes over time, and we don't want to take up more you know of your what, time. The last statement, I, want, I just want to add to everyone. Hey, listen, somebody has to step up to the plate and be a leader and be strong, okay? I mean, in times like this, people are looking for guidance. People are looking for strength. People are looking to find a pillar that they can turn to. You owe it to your students and your community to be that. That's a great closing statement. I love it. Well, guys, you know, thank you for the opportunity to really um, be with you guys. It's always an inspiration. I mean, I'm Shihan, Ali, I, I've known you for over three decades from yeah. the AP, APS days. Yes, you know, sir. 
and, and Dwayne had the pleasure of also getting to know you. And um, you guys are doing a great job. And um, yeah, let's do this again. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you, sir. All right, awesome. guys. See you later. Bye bye. All right. Take right. care. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Owner Talk Podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out EliteInsights.com for all your website needs. LeadHunterMedia.com, your online digital marketer and content provider. Academy Kings BJJ Growth Consulting and Management at GrowMyAcademy.com. SparkMembership.com, the best darn software for school owner manager on the planet. GetKarateStudents.com, a martial arts growth consulting company for all your school systems. We will see you next time.